All right, we're live on a Thursday evening right after a clash of titans. Um, a bunch of angry birds and a bunch of guys wielding swords and helmets. They fought. It's over. Birds win. We're here to talk about that and much more here on Losing Sucks. We're glad to have you. Travis, how you doing tonight, man? Hell of a game. A lot of fantasy weapons in that game. So, hell yeah. It was a good game to have. A bunch of weapons in it wasn't one of those duds where you basically start your week off with a bunch of red numbers given whatever platform you're starting on but yeah not tonight green numbers nope. all around um, hell yeah deandre swift to me takes the cake for the story of the night followed by okay. tj hawkinson both of those guys supremely out no the jj no that's what you expect from JJ. And like he didn't get in the in end zone. He's got 300 plus receiving yards already. Do you need a touchdown? <sighs> he does need a touchdown. I don't know what the hell's going on. Throw it to you, literally everyone else. When you go 101 overall, not getting in the end zone is not going to get it done. No. Hawkinson twice. DeAndre Swift finally, finally gets across the goal line so that Jalen Hurts does a punch in a third. Goodness. Hurts still gives you 27, though, in most leagues. So. Yeah. Solid yeah. solid start to the week, Dustin. It's really good. It's a really good one. I mean, we knew coming in we had a lot of potent um teams here fantasy wise that, you know, high relevance, you know, in fantasy. You've got starters all over the place. You know, I'm sorry for people who started Alexander Madison. I wish somebody could have advised against that. Um He will be but- just fine. We will get to him in a second. <laughs> Don't panic sure. if you have Madison. This is a buy low window. This is a yes. buy low. If someone's freaking absolutely. out, um, absolutely hop on it. But right now, you know, let's just kind of sift through. You already talked about Swift. We've talked about some of the weapons here. Um, let's touch on someone who didn't have such a great game, though, Travis. What are your feelings on Dallas Goddard? This is two quiet weeks in a row. Tight end position is already kind of up in the air most weeks. What are your thoughts here? Are you panicking? Are you trying to get out? I think this is part of why philosophy wise in Mm -hmm. draft season, it's Kelsey Andrews. We've been saying Hawkinson. And then after that, you punt the Kittles, the Goddard's the Kyle Pitts. They're going to give you some boom. They'll give you some boom weeks, but they're going to let you down a lot of times. Right. Um, Hawkinson is a volume guy. Andrews is a volume guy. Kelsey is obviously a volume guy for sure. There's not a role for Dallas Goddard to be a volume guy. When you have no. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift, Gainwell, I mean, sure. we said this all last year. We said roulette. It's going to be yeah. a roulette there. A.J. Brown now, yeah. two weeks in a row, has fallen on the wrong side of that. And you know what? We saw those big plays taken back from A.J. Brown. You know, One was a touchdown on holding. The other one you know, possibly taken away from pass interference. They're trying to get him the ball. I'm not worried about him, uh, you, you know, because you're. This is an explosive offense. So if you're freaking out about the pass catchers outside Devonta Smith, I wouldn't worry about it right now because they're going to have big games. I don't like to use the cliche too many mouths to feed, but like not That's everyone's going. Not everyone's going to have a touchdown. You know, there are going to be yeah. games when Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown are having a great game, and Devonta Smith has three for twenty-one, and you're just kind of having to ride with it. It um, happens. What are you doing with Dallas Goddard? If you own him, my buddy Jerry and Johnson ask, I'm panicking mm-hmm. as a Dallas owner. 
What are we doing with sure. Goddard? You this, you have to wait for him to have a 70-yard a touchdown game, right? I think better days are coming, um, but like you said, it's going to be inconsistent. I'm looking for a better excuse me, a better week and uh, that I'm looking to sell probably because you can right now there's doubt one good week. You know it as well as I do, Travis, that a, a big name with a good week, you know, reinstills the, the confidence and you can move him on who you're moving him on for. I don't know. I mean, you just said the top three guys, you know, the, the Andrews, the Kelsey's, the, the, the Hawkinson's, those guys are going to be hard to get. So, yeah, you're not getting them. So, you know, so let's ask this. Dallas Goddard, if you own him, are you willing to accept mm-hmm. David and Joku? Uh, I mean, in theory, sure. I see it as kind of lateral move, though. You know, I mean, it's. They're going to be lateral, but that's what we're trying to figure yeah. out. When you read between I, the lines, is that yeah. lateral? Does Njoku I, have a bigger role? Does for that I'm holding. For that I'm holding. I mean, if you can Dalton Kincaid. It, no, I'm still. I'd still hold Goddard because it's holding, okay. It, so you're not selling yeah. low. No, I mean, don't panic. I don't think it's time to panic. Um, I'd rather have Kincaid than Goddard. I think. Wow, really? After I'd one rather week. have Fryermuth than Goddard. Uh, I'd probably Ooh, rather have Njoku than know. Goddard. We've seen I'm, now, sure, and in, inconsistency, which is. The most yeah. frustrating thing in fantasy football. Yeah. What With about Fryermuth, uh, you know he's getting six targets. Yeah. You I know mean, it sure. going into the game. Especially I mean, now with Deontay sure. with a hamstring. You've got Pickens I mean, is a low da- volume guy. So look Allen at the volume. Though, and then I mean, what? Dallas Goddard had six receptions, but only twenty two yards. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, he's still getting volume. It's just yeah. not big explosive plays yet. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to take anything away from this Minnesota Vikings defense. Yeah, they got eight up on the ground. But here's a spoiler alert. Everyone on, in the NFL is going to be eaten up on the ground by the Eagles this year. That's yeah, not are. that's not a special for the Vikings. Okay, it's tough to be 0-2, but I wouldn't be too down on them. It's still a solid defense. Um, but Dallas Goddard is going to have good games. He had six receptions. You don't get six receptions to the tight end position very often. So I am worried, though. I'm worried. Okay, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. If you can don't sell low, him, but but be do be not alert. sell him for anyone outside those top three guys. Do not do it. I would package him with someone else. You'd rather you know, have Goddard than Firemuth. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I think yeah, we differ on that one. All right, Alexander Madison. What yep. are we doing with Madison? I have these notes. I'm holding him if sure. I have him. Okay, I'm buying low where Smart. I can. The volume is there. Nobody else in that backfield is touching the ball. Chandler was there for a couple of garbage yeah. plays. It is his be, backfield. I think this one, this matchup is not the litmus test that people think it is because going in the expectation is that it's going to be difficult to move the ball. There's a lot of um, excuses that can be thrown out there for Alexander Madison for this week. You know, offensive line is in shambles. I mean, that's not really an argument at this point. We saw them go to their third left tackle in this game. And yeah. then you're going up against one of the most dominant defensive lines in one of the most dominant run stopping defensive lines. So I'm not really, I'm not going to put this game necessarily all on Madison's shoulders, but I'm not looking to buy him. You know, he got bailed out. He got absolutely bailed out at the end with the fumble. The lost fumble called back for a lining up offsides. If that wasn't called back, we could be looking at a week three doghouse situation. Sure. I'm not, I mean, granted we're sitting here saying no one else is touching the ball. Alexander Madison had 
um, three receptions, but he also only had eight carries. It's not like they were like leaning on him in this matchup. You don't run on Philly. You don't run on Tampa. Exactly. Those are the you first don't run on two Philly. that he started against. Day, better days ahead. I'm I'm not going to panic on Alexander. I would look to sell high after his next big game. That's just okay. me. Um, Final note, Justin Fields makes Jalen Hurts look painfully <laughs> slow. I don't know I'd, if it's just me, but when you sure. watch Jalen Hurts tuck and go, it looks like he's sure. wearing cement boots. I mean, so Hurts isn't like you're – he's not a burner. You know, he's a tactical – uh, he's a tank, you know. I it mean, looks the guy... like Brady running. Oh, I don't know about it, that. Come on, that's the guy what his credit. feet look like. You just called the man Tom Brady. I did. Stop. Why are you watching his feet? What is all? Okay, I'll Rex say this. Ryan. Brady, Brady I... to Hertz foot speed is mm-hmm. closer than Hertz to Fields. That gap is smaller. Moving on from the Thursday night game that was a Why hell of a game. Why are we moving on from this? Is no one going to say anything about what this man just said? We just don't have time for a rebuttal to something <laughs> oh like that This is this Royce guy. Freeman all over again. <laughs> this guy or that guy? Puka Nakua or Zay Flowers? <laughs> These are our start-sit questions or this guy, that uh, guy. We've got four okay. or five of them tonight. So okay. Puka or Let's Zay Flowers? Um, Elijah Clure with the question. Number okay, um, Clure, um, I'm gonna honestly with the injury news for Puka, since we don't really know what's going on, I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers. I really like how he looked in Week One. All right, I will go with Zay if Flowers healthy, as well. If yeah. Puka's healthy, I'm taking Puka. Okay, okay, um, I'm with you on that. I think they will have the game script as anybody yep. will against San Francisco. That and you're not running good. on San Francisco, so I think Puka gets another ten targets if he's out there. For sure. For sure. Pick one, DJ Moore, James Conner, Puka mm-hmm. again, or Nico yep. Collins for the flex, PPR. PPR? Oh, man. Uh, I'm probably going to go James Conner. DJ Moore for me. I think there's a bounce back coming for Chicago. I hope so. I hope so. The volume's there for James Conner. It is there. You are guaranteed 15-plus touches. We said yep. earlier today, anybody that's guaranteed 15-plus is tough to pass. Another DJ Moore question. We will actually slot this in behind this next one, and we will finish with DJ Moore versus Javante. Okay. We'll jump to Samaj P. Ryan or Kyron Williams. We might split on this one. So Samaj gets Samaj gets. um, Mm -hmm. Shit. Who do they play? Samaj. Let's see. I just had it right here. Um, Denver and Washington. I think. uh, That sounds about right. Yes, Denver and Washington, and the Rams get the 49ers. Sure. Give me P. Ryan sure. based on matchup and I li- 50-50 split. Yeah, I like P. Ryan there. Uh, Kyron against the, the 49ers is not something I'm looking forward to. Um, so P. Ryan for me. All right, we got a live this or that from Jerrion. Oh, Kendrick yeah. Bourne or Rashid Shaheed, third mm-hmm. wide receiver, 12-man, standard scoring. Standard the scoring. The godfather uh, of all fantasy football and the correct I'm, way to score. Let's see. The Patriots have the Dolphins and the Saints. Who do they have? Carolina. I'm going to go Shahid. I'm going to go Shahid there. I like it too. Let's go Shahid. I do like Kendrick Bourne. If you have room on your roster, don't cut him. Stash him. Um, I would cut somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster for Rashid Shahid. Can I say, you just said stash, so I wanted to say this real quick. My boy Tyquan Thornton is coming back in three weeks. Um, stash well, him on your that's IR. That's so far away right I now. I know. But if you're one and three, oh and four, 
Sure. You're in panic but, mode. But you've, if you if you have an IR spot and it's empty right now, yes. stash him real quick. Okay, that's, that's a all great, I'm saying. That's, a great that's all I'm saying. That's that wide saying. receiver room is wide open for the take. And they just threw it 54 times. So that's a good call, Dustin. DJ Thank Moore you. or Javante Williams. This is a trade question, okay. not a week two question. Okay. DJ Which of Moore those two are you preferring and why? Um, well, I mean, personally, dynasty, I, let's talk dynasty here. Dyna- okay. We're going to, all right. We're, we're switching modes here. Just dynasty. for this question. Just for this question. Uh, I feel attacked here because this is, this is actually an ongoing trade negotiation I have, um, for these two players. I like it's nice to get inside the mind of a dynasty um, player mid season. Yeah. So I, I being the Javante owner and being offered DJ Moore, um, I think they're close. I prefer the volume, the guaranteed volume. Uh, being a Bears homer, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, just DJ more no matter what. Um, it Week one didn't look pretty. I think I can expect better days. But going ahead, dynasty-wise, I think Javante is going to be a workhorse um, for the next I agree. three, four years. And it's Javante for me, especially in any type of PPR. Javante catches passes. And sometimes those four receptions are more receptions than, than DJ Moore has. So... I'm going to go Javante here um, over DJ Moore. I lean Javante as well. Just to piggyback off that for 30 seconds. Sure. If you have Javante and somebody offers you DJ Moore, what type of player are you looking to get to push you to the edge? To like get me to trade away Javante? Yes. I mean, what type I of need... second piece would you need? I need an upside piece because to me, like, like I said, they're close. Um, DJ Moore can definitely be a high-end wide receiver too at, at his ceiling, and so I, I, to me, I would need something with upside attached to it, like I, um, you know, a young, uh, promise, you know, prospect wide receiver that also could come into a nice role on a high, you know, on a popular offense. Christian um, Kirk. Christian Kirk, sure, yeah, Christian Kirk would be a great piece. I mean, Christian Kirk and DJ Moore would allow you to move Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, and one running back. Yeah, AJ Dillon. Yeah, I would do AJ Dillon, DJ Moore for for Javante for sure. All right, I think that answers the question there for you, Eric. That's the level of player <laughs> it would take. We'll see if you're willing yep. to put that on the table. Yep. Dustin, we Thank move you. on now. We are halfway through our 30 minute show, just like that. Love it. Love on it. to the big picks. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh. Big picks. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I miss that. I missed it so much. World-class production right there. I'm glad I got to press that button. That makes me happy inside. Big picks of the Uh, week. I'll start it off with quarterback, if you don't mind. Jared Goff. I think he outproduces his projection by five or more points. Ooh. Matt Stafford just threw for 334 yards versus the same Seattle defense last week. Mm. I was wondering, what did Jared Goff average last year? On the season, yeah. 261 yards per game. He looked sharp week one, knocking off the Kansas City Chiefs. Hell At yeah. home, in the dome, the buzz is all around Detroit right now. Gibbs, Amonra St. Brown, Laporta, and crew should get Jared Goff over the 300-yard mark. And I like Jared Goff as a top-10 play this week. 
Yeah, Jared Goff is a great play this week. Uh, that's going to be a nice shoot out there in Seattle. My big pick of the week at quarterback. It's not in Seattle. It's in the Dome. It's in the Dome. It's in, in the Detroit. Dome. Versus and that is why he's going to go versus off. Versus Seattle. Speaking of Domes, my next guy <laughs> at quarterback is playing in the Dome. It is Danny Dimes, and he's playing a woeful, woeful opponent in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's be honest. The only reason that Daniel Jones had a bad week last because week. Because he is, sucks balls. Yes. He's, he, yes and he, he should does. have been paid a dollar. He, as they say, gargles scrote, as they say, <laughs> in the streets. That's a first for this show. Um, <laughs> but it's the Cardinals, okay? And it's going to be played in a dome, not in a tsunami downpour. Very true. And last time I checked, Dallas isn't scheduled to be on the field. Um, it's going to be the Cardinals who have no problem letting other offenses do whatever the hell they want. Danny jo- or Danny Dimes is going to be doing whatever the hell he wants, um, throwing the ball, running the ball, teabagging the Cardinals, doing whatever the hell he wants. He's going to be a you know uh, I think he's going to be a top ten quarterback this week, and you put it on the board Danny Dimes, my big pick quarterback of week two. I like it. Running back Jamal Williams for me. Atlanta yep. just ran all over the Panthers' defense, combining for 25 carries, 129 yards, and two scores. I mm. know Kendra Miller was not there last week, but Jamal Williams got 95% of the Saints' running back carries. Love that. Second highest percentage in the NFL in Week 1. I think they ease Kendra back um, or in. You can't really come back when you're a rookie. So. This is true. That was dumb as fuck. Next, 15 what plus an idiot. Tu- 15 plus touches is a lock, I think, uh as, as a floor for Jamal Williams. For sure. Yes, he you know, he did go 18 for 45 last week, but Tennessee is a great run D. They were number 1 last year against the run. Carolina Carolina yep. gave up on the course of last year 120 yards per game. Whew. And they just did they it again suck. last week. Jamal Williams should have <laughs> 80 to 100 yards and a score. They hand him the ball a lot, yeah. and he looks good. I mean, towards the end of the game, he had his best run of the game in the fourth quarter, and if that doesn't tell you that that dude just runs as hard as he can every single time he gets the ball, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, my running back big pick of the week is Rashad White against the Chicago Bears defense. The Bears looked like they did at the end of last year, awful against any running back, and Rashad White has some question marks coming off of week one. A lot of volume last week, not a lot of production, unfortunately. Had 17 attempts, um, and they had a, a few targets, um, five targets, I believe. And so it's not it's not ideal. Um, actually, I, I take that back. He had two targets, not five. Um, but still, 19 touches. I like that, that kind of volume against a struggling Bears defense who don't really know what their identity is on that side of the ball. I think even with a struggling offensive line for the Bucks, I think Rashad White's going to have enough volume to be a high-end running back two, um, low-end running back one this week. So put it um, put it in writing that Rashad White going to have a nice bounce-back game here week two. I really like that pick. I'm not saying that Rashad White is Aaron Jones. Very few can even be in the same but sentence. But he is Le'Veon Bell. He is Le'Veon Bell light. <laughs> it is in the making. However... The Green Bay running backs just went over 100 yards through the air against the Chicago <laughs> oh, Bears that's defense. Ridiculous. So, yes, again, he's not Aaron Jones, but he is a great pass-catching back. 
Um, regardless of what the numbers show you, your eyes show you that he's very smooth through the air. I like the That's pick. Right. I have a lot of shares of Rashad White. I hope you're right. Jahan Dotson, second-year receiver, Washington Commanders. What a name. Mm. Pat Sertain is going to line up with Terry McLaurin. Line him that's up. A, that's a matchup that I think my beloved Sam Howell should stay away from if possible. Mm. We just saw a legit number two receiver have a great day. Not a good day. A great day versus Denver. Jacoby Myers just went nine for 81 and two because of the yep. attention Devontae Adams was getting. No, Terry is not Devontae Adams, but he is the one. He will line up against Pat. I think Dotson is peppered with targets. I think he catches seven out of 10 balls, 130 yards, yeah, and a score. For sure. I like that. I like that. That's going to be good. Um, Dotson, man. Big, big things um, from the arm of Sam Howell feeding that man. My big pick of the week, it kind of encompasses two people now because DeAndre Hopkins came up with an ankle injury, isn't practicing right now. I'm hoping it was just a vet day, um, you know, all pro guy doesn't need to practice every day. So I'm hoping that's what it is. But if DeAndre Hopkins isn't it, Traylon Berkshire as hell will be as the Tennessee Titans take on the Los Angeles Chargers who give up passing yards um, seemingly at will. I mean, granted, it's not Tyreek Hill on the other side of the ball now, but Hopkins saw 13 targets week one and Traylon Burks ran the most routes of any Titans wide receiver last week against the Saints. So I have hope that there's volume even in what is perceived as a low volume passing attack for the Titans. I like this matchup to be a shootout high scoring affair where sure. Um, what is a shootout know, anyway? Um, both teams score 75 points. Travis. <laughs> this just keeps going up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why would I ask definite. that? Why, why, why <laughs> such a random question, Dustin? There may have been a question <laughs> in a group chat that we're in about what necessitates a shootout. Do, you know, some may ask, was the Vikings and Eagles game tonight a shootout? I would raise the question of, well, what is a shootout to you? And to me, it's someone gets shot. Um, <laughs> it just, just keeps <laughs> escalating. First Absolutely. 50 points each, then 75. Now somebody has to get penetrated Someone has by to get a metal shot. bullet. Whoa, that the P word. We don't say the <laughs> P word. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins, if he doesn't play, Traylon Burke's going to have, you know, 10 targets. And I love that for a wide receiver two on your team. Um, Traylon Burke's probably wide receiver three, but going to have a, a role if Diab doesn't play. And so, like I said, going to be a high scoring game. Both sides going to have to keep up with the other. And defenses for either side of the ball haven't exactly been sturdy so a lot of scoring opportunities if d hop does play yep where are you putting burks if d hop plays burks is a low-end wide receiver three wide receiver four okay judy is back what do you do with burks versus sutton if uh then sutton's up then sutton's gonna be um judy's playing still, judy is playing Yes. Uh, if Judy's Full playing practice I'm, today, I'm expecting him I'm to play. still going to play Cortland Sutton because I still need to see it from Judy. I, I got to see that he's healthy. And Burks Sutton, or JSN? Um, uh, I'm going to go. I'd probably go JSN there. Um, I'd probably go JSN there over Burks. But, I want to ah, see JSN earn volume sure. versus Metcalf and Lockett. For sure. That's going yeah. to be hard to do. It's why we stay away from rookies and redraft. That makes sense. That you, makes sense. It's it's just going to be tough. Those are very, very you know good NFL receivers. He's not competing yeah. with 38-year-old Adam Thielen. 
Well, sure, but I mean, JSN is very good. Uh, that's not to take away from him. I'm going to change my mind. I'm actually going to go Traylon Burks. I'm going to go Traylon okay. Burks over JSN. Um, now, now that I kind of think about it. DK and Lockett just got Geno paid. Sure. Uh, that's JSN... who he wants to throw the ball to. That's sure. who he trusts. Yeah. Sure, JSN can get in there. It will take yeah. some time. Yeah. Um, let, yeah, let's move on to, um, our, of course, the most important position on the field, the tight end position. Um, who is your tight end big pick of the week, Travis? Dalton Kincaid. We've mentioned his name a couple times. We've mentioned it a lot in the group chat today and yesterday. He was Damn part right. of a deal where I moved Kyle Pitts in Dynasty. I think Dalton Kincaid, I know people were high on him in the rookie draft in the Dynasty world. For sure. I normally stay away from rookie anything, particularly yeah. rookie tight ends and redraft. Yep. I think his role grows very quickly. Yeah. They don't have a clear number two there. He seems like he can do everything for Josh Allen. Um, yeah. This is more of an eye test thing. I think Dalton Kincaid is supremely talented. Um, he looked a lot better than his numbers showed. I think he had four catches for 20-something week one. But Denver's tight ends just combined for seven catches for, I think, 60 yards or, or close to it last week. So I think the Bills get right against Vegas, yep. and I think Kincaid scores his first NFL touchdown as a pro. I love that. I love that. Watch out for Dalton Kincaid. I think uh, second half of the season, he's really going to explode, if not earlier. Um, but we know tight ends take a little bit of time. Speaking of rookie tight ends, and Eric, you hit it right on the head. My big <laughs> pick of the week is Luke Musgrave, this dynamic athlete picked in the second round for the Packers. And he's their starting tight end, which says a lot as a rookie. They targeted him four times. He had three receptions for 50 yards against the Bears. And... If you're watching the game, they hit a long bomb that he just kind of stumbled over his feet backwards and should have scored a touchdown. I think if that happens, he would have been more popular this week and against an, a Falcons defense who gave up a touchdown to Hayden Hurst last week. I think that Luke Musgrave can also have similar success. We know just how fickle the rankings are for tight ends each week yeah. to week. And a touchdown would send Luke Musgrave into at least the top 10, if not higher. Hunter Henry-like, almost. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> 56 yards. And so I'm saying Luke Musgrave is a guy to watch out for in this game. Um, Jordan Love trusts him, looks like. They spend some time together. So I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave as my big pick of the week. I think he scores a touchdown in this matchup and has five targets, gets you a few receptions, and goes over 50 yards this week. I like it a lot. I don't know if you said this already or not, but Christian Watson is probably not playing. That not has playing. to contribute. For sure. Okay, quick question from Jerrion in the comments. Yeah. He is one of us who drafted Garrett Wilson in the wide receiver 8 you, to 10 range with the Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Olave group. Yeah, yep. As he should have. Where yep. does Garrett Wilson fall with Zach Wilson manning the helm? Does he fall outside of your top 24 for the season? He's right there at the bottom. He he's the guys around that area are yeah. I'm a, I'm going to put him behind the Christian Watson Brandon IU group. Yeah, oh, easily. Easily. Okay. Yeah. So that puts him outside the top 20 to 22. He's Now right we're the talking bottom. Terry yeah. McLaurin, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he, I have him right above Mike Evans. Um, so he's I think he's probably, what, 20? 
he's, I don't know, probably 28 to 24, right around there. 22 um, is Ayuk, around there. Sure. Ayuk and Watson, DJ Moore is like 20, 21, 22. So do you prefer yeah. him to DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Wilson? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't go think Hopkins. I can. I, yeah. I go Hopkins over, over Wilson. Terry? I mean, it's... I go Terry. I go Terry over Wilson. Yeah. All right. So he is a high end wide receiver three. Low end some wide week, receiver yeah, two. Yeah. Some weeks he'll give you those, those top 15. That's weeks not to say he, he doesn't have a ceiling. Too. It's yeah. just to say I don't see him. Re- like, best case scenario, he reaches low at low end wide receiver one on any given week. Yeah. I don't see I it agree. happening more than once this year. You know, I. I just I unless they I, go get somebody this unless is just yeah, the with Zach Wilson caveat yeah. being with Zach Wilson I do not see him having a a consistent workload or production um the the work will be there but those passes are not going to be accurate I mean I'm hoping for the best but you're 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 really struggling to find um what you wanted from him this year I agree all right we got four names to talk about in 65 seconds let's do it Number one, these are our deep sleepers of the week. Travis, mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, six for 64 and two touchdowns on 11 targets in week one. They do not have a whole lot of options still. Javante sure. Parker limited again today. Uh, he's the type of guy, Bourne, that can get it done in one play. You add a little bit of volume, I'm in. Number two, Zach Moss. Deion Jackson was terrible in week one. I think he fumbled twice. He was a huge yep. part of why they lost the game. Zach Moss yep. steps in off of the IR. Um Baltimore just pounded Houston, three touchdowns on the ground. I think Moss steps into 17-plus touches and finds the end zone. I like that. I like that. Um, my first deep sleeper is Ezekiel Elliott, um, another Patriots weapon. But this time, they're deploying him a little bit different than he has in the past. He's being used mainly as a pass catcher. Now, I know they were trailing a lot of that game. Had to get it to some um, some uh, drop-downs. Um and drop it off to the running back. But Ezekiel Elliott, seven targets um, this past week and some rushing work as well. I think he's going to have a consistent workload. He's going to be that pass catching back in that backfield. And now in a high-powered matchup with the Dolphins this week in, um, I think they're in Miami. I think we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see Ezekiel used in that role. And, you know, out of necessity, I think he's going to see another handful of carries and another what handful. crazy words to be saying these things about Zeke. I know, right? right? He's he's 86 <laughs> years old and he's getting, he's going to get 10, uh, he's going to get 10 uh, carry or 10 touches. All right, bring us home our, our final player of the Thursday final, night rapid show. Yeah, final, um, final part here, final deep sleeper, Josh Reynolds. Going up against uh, the Seattle Seahawks, he plays for the Lions. They don't have a bona fide wide receiver, too. Some amalgamation of Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones. I think it's Josh Reynolds here. They had seven targets, 80 yards last week. Could have had a touchdown on a couple of those big plays, but they throw it deep. They throw it often to him. And it's an offense that I find that's going to be steadily moving the ball down the field and consistently. I like him to have uh, more scoring opportunities than most in his position. You can get him as your wide receiver three or deeper flex play, and that's someone who I wouldn't mind tossing in my lineup and having some trust in to score you some touchdowns. All right, I like it. That was the Thursday post-game rapid show, mm. 30 minutes, mm. much shorter than our usual show, but I kind of like it for Love the it. Thursday night post-game. Love it. Um, Dustin, bring us home. Thank you to yeah. our – live listeners we always appreciate the comments and the views uh, absolutely and just just the conversation appreciate it yeah uh thanks for tuning in everybody catch us next week good luck in week two and as always losing sucks don't do it